2: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London,
0: the Russell Ramble podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Facador Laurie Blake. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. How's it going? I'm all right. Yeah.
2: Not used to doing this on a Tuesday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Laurie is doing the raw review today because Oliver Davis is a little bit under the weather, mm. as you will have heard. I it. believe he's passed it all on to all of us as well. Well, yeah, I, there's definitely something that's been going around in the office mm. because I was quite ill on Friday yeah. and I was really struggling anyone who watched this like the weekend video or listened to the podcast I was in a very very bad way mm. on Friday I was I was really really struggling and Saturday I was a total wreck like, it's okay, a
2: lot of dudes in a very small office space was, yeah, we're basically was, working in a Petri dish currently. I
1: was a complete wreck on Saturday it basically took me out of commission for mm. that day and I had to tidy the house up as well like I had to do chores and stuff oh boring and it was I would have parked those <laughs> it was not the easiest time ever. That would ever have
2: been had. a straight to move the to-do list till tomorrow.
1: Well, the problem is, is that we had I'm to get them very done. busy. <laughs> we had to get them done on Saturday because we were hosting on Sunday, oh. and I had to get down to the pub for midday. Terrible. So, and we still had like some stuff that was left there. I had to, I like, mowed the lawn on Sunday morning, mm. so I got like, a big long list of things I oh. had to do, and it wasn't fun. No, I really, really struggled. Sounds like a Rubbish (laughs) weekend. Well, I mean, it was on Saturday at the very least when I got to hang out with my wife, which is always the best thing ever. But on the Sunday, doing your chores, doing doing our chores together like the beginning of Snow White, but another person is there. (laughs) Exactly. And one of you is the woodland creatures. And we watched uh, The Silence, that Netflix um, not a quiet place movie. Although it basically mm-hmm. is. It's, yeah. it's a quiet place again, but this time from the director of Model Combat Annihilation. Oh. <laughs> and
2: The Butterfly Effect 2. Yeah. A
1: quieter place, but its uh, <laughs> subtext is louder. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> towards the end, it just goes like, oh, do you know what this needs to be? YA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's pretty bad. It's Ooh. it's a proper stinker. Yeah. It's a proper no good film.
2: See, I watched Baywatch on the weekend. Oh, really? I I've didn't... seen it before. Yeah. Uh, my God, it's a weird film. I I I really like it, yeah. but I also watch it. And I'm just like, this is like. You've you've dropped so many F-bombs that were just just needless. Mind your language, The Rock. Uh, It it is just one of those films where it's just like, I can see kind of what you were going for, but you never quite reached the point that you were aiming at. You were aiming to sort of turn it into... um, What was the one with Channing Tatum that was... 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. You were trying to hit that sort of line of remake, and you never quite got there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what they were aiming for, but I don't think... Because I... Me and my wife didn't finish it. It's a lot of boner jokes. Yeah, a lot of boner jokes. We yeah, we didn't quite finish it. And I can't remember why mm. we didn't finish it, but um, yeah, we we didn't in the end. But I, I do want to give it another shot. Mm. Um, but not like you know, I'm not in a massive rush to give it another shot.
2: No, it wasn't that. I, I feel like my favorite line of the whole movie is just the two henchmen. Um, there's a bit where he's like, "My friend is a man of few words, so." He's just a man of action and he just goes, I'm going to kill you. And he's like,
1: every time, I'm always bigging you up and you're just knocking it down again. Uh, so on the Sunday, I had to go down to the pub because mm. my uh, my sister-in-law was launching her own podcast, Whoa. Uh, which I'm going to give a shout out to now, the Sistery History podcast. Uh, I don't think it's available in feeds just yet, but um, I'm certainly going to give it a shout out as many times as I possibly can and get away with. Sistery History is where you want to go. It's uh, the uh, her and her friend Rhea talking about badass women from history that you might not have heard about. Mm. And it's we listened to the first episode on the Sunday, and it was excellent. But... I uh, was very, very drunk. And I'm not saying I was very drunk, and that's why I enjoyed the show. The show was excellent. Aloe's. Uh, uh,
2: Something very... for a woman from history, lion um. barn, uh, it's, you know, yorkies, and uh, crocheting patriarchy. in the garden with we, uh,
1: we went to the pub, and then I had quite a few peroni's there. 5% mm. beers, so I, I, I learned. I, <laughs> might I add? <laughs> might I add? <laughs> I'm was, a real man's man. I I like a session ale. This mm. was, um, it was quite. Quite the, uh, quite the something about it.
2: The potent Peroni.
1: And then, God, we just kept on drinking. And we mm. watched Legally Blonde, and it were ace. But, <laughs> God, I was. But all the while, all the while, we were there. And I was like, do you know what, though? It's fine. Because tomorrow, I don't have to do a video. Yeah, I'm not on screen tomorrow. Perfect. Everything will be A-OK. <laughs> I just have to get up in the morning and watch NXT TakeOver Chicago from 2017 for the Patreon podcast. What a dream. That's what I'd do on a hangover anyway. Exactly. This will be dead easy. Nope. Got a text message from Ollie Davis going, I'm not well. Oh, feel Could really you good. do the news? And I was just sitting there. My head was banging. My, t- my stomach was flipping. And I was like... No? Yeah,
2: you had a pretty impressive lunch. You had, you had the lunch <laughs> of a hungover man. You had yeah.
1: I went to go get a very very <laughs> healthy wrap. <laughs> From the coffee shop up the road, absolutely not. I went to go get the healthy wrap from the shop, the healthy, <clears throat> the healthy wrap from up the road, but then got a load of greasy chips to go with it, mm. covered in. Oh, I didn't realize sauce. it was the healthy wrap. Oh, yeah, it was the healthy one. I didn't get the. So you went across the the bridge, yeah, to the uh, coffee yeah, shop yeah. up yeah. there. So I, I got that the the beetroot uh, falafel one, mm. which is excellent, and then you got chips, and then I got chips to go with it because I was walking back and I was like, I mean, this is delightful, but. Chips. I do want some chips. Yeah. I need some soak. <laughs> <laughs> I need some soak right now. And I just sadly ate them mm. in quiet. <laughs> yeah, I, no one um, really talked yesterday, to be fair. no, I think we, were, I,
2: we were all hungover.
1: I, and then somehow I managed to lock myself in the studio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was the best one. That was when I realized Luke didn't want to be disturbed. I came down to the studio to grab something tried the door and it was locked. I was like, that has
1: never happened before. Yeah, I just walked in and seemingly, (laughs) like I I don't know why, I just turned around and I locked the door. Didn't really think much of it, just so I could edit. And I was just editing down here on my own for a little while. Goodbye, world. And then (laughs) when you opened the door, I was like, I locked the door. Mm. I don't even know why I did that. And then I thought, okay, I can't be down here on my own. I do need to go back to society in some capacity. Mm. So I went back and hung out with you and Simon for this (laughs) change. Oh, but it was a bloody miserable day. Mm. News was good though, news did well Anyway yeah. <laughs> Tuesday is a new day Tuesday it's a new day Yes, yes it, it is. is And we are going to be reviewing Monday Night Raw Which we've not recorded yet because we are recording this before the show itself But I'm sure it's going to go excellently If you wondered what that weird noise was uh, while Laurie was talking It's because Randy Dats was picking up his microphone And I don't know if that'll cause some issues but it might do but anyway Randy's in the room with us now Hi Randy Hello I don't think it did, I was very quiet Yeah I know but still picking up a microphone at any points um. will always cause some sort of sound and muffle muffled noise. <laughs> that was Randy again anyway here is the show <laughs> we got a recap of Strowman attacking Sami Zayn last week and uh, he was doing an interview with Charlie Caruso backstage and saying I, I wish I'd hurt Sammy more mm. I'm like oh what a baby face you are yeah.
2: <laughs> yet again it was bra- like someone going to Braun, like do you feel bad that you almost <laughs> killed a man? It's like, what is wrong with your HR? course <laughs> oh, I, I hate this with Braun. He like keeps almost killing people and the most he gets is someone following around just going like, does that make you... He's just having the sociopath test everywhere. Yeah. He's like, does
1: that, how does that make you feel? Yeah, but apparently he feels fine about it mm. and he says he's going to go to Money in the Bank and win but a stagehand walks up and says that Omni Shane McMahon wants to have a, a chat mm-hmm. with him and it turns out that... And it was weird as well because I I thought that Charlie had said that Sammy was really hurt last yeah. week he seemed fine yeah, he, was, he
2: was cool he yeah. seemed
1: absolutely fine and dandy but mm. he's backstage with Shane McMahon and says that he's got a brilliant idea he challenges Braun Strowman to a false Count Anywhere match later in the night where he will get Braun's Money in the Bank position mm-hmm. if he wins.
2: Yeah, so he asks Shane initially. Just he just wants Braun's spot. He's like, mm. I deserve Braun's spot as the only form of repercussion for him putting me in a bin and having me <laughs> trash compacted. Yeah, which I think is fair enough. I think it's like, fair enough. If you're not going
1: to call the police, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Braun said he wished he was turned into a cube. Yeah, he wished actual <laughs> death I wish upon totally
2: him. <laughs> yeah, I.e. So I think Sammy was well within which his rights, which is bite. I think what he does to his chicken before he, like, <laughs> before he puts. Anyway, yeah, I I just think this was I, I hate it, it's stupid, but I like the the uh, stipulation for this match. I exactly, think it was, it's yeah. a good stipulation. It's a good use of Sami Zayn.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And it was really nice because actually it did, it gave the main event some big stakes yeah. because Braun could be taken out money in the bank. Yeah. They've been putting him over as a previous winner. They don't mention that he cashed in and failed, but you know that's, that's, yeah, over, yeah. that's reserved for Baron Corbin only mm-hmm. in this money in the bank lineup. So it really felt like the main event had a lot of weight <coughs> and a lot of stakes yeah. to it, which if you're a big Braun Strowman fan, was... Compounded and made even bigger when Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre kept constantly interfering. Yeah,
2: well, because initially it was—that's what's quite good about this booking—is that initially it seemed like such a dumb idea for Sami Zayn to be like, "I want a Falls Count Anywhere match with Braun Strowman," and then you just forget that you know you kind of sweep under the rug—the rug that there's ever the, the no DQ, so like yeah. people can just turn up and help out. Like, it's perfect. It's good planning. It, it Position Sammy is quite a clever heel here. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I like it. And he, he was always going to the places where he knew Corbin and McIntyre were. Yeah, he was baiting he, he was baiting for rawn. the match. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So they, they go out into the concourse area, which and mm. I've, I've been to the O2 quite a lot, so it was very nice and familiar, really. I, yeah, like, I, I, like, oh, I know oh, that place. I've like there. There's um, a bar just down <laughs> <laughs> And then they went through a merch table, which I know for a fact isn't there. Yeah. That's not what the merch is downstairs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was really cool, and uh, Baron attacked him and threw a bin at him, which I thought was cool. And mm. It was a nice visual, and Sam was trying to constantly get a pin on, on Braun throughout this. And it was just cool because, like, having the crowd around them while everyone was yeah. It yeah. was a really nice. Touch. He kept
2: trying to just sneak the pin in, didn't he? And yeah, he just kept getting twos.
1: And then eventually, he managed to get to a different backstage area where Drew attacked um, Braun, and they hit him with more plunder and things like that. And you particularly, enjoyed- my favorite <laughs>
2: moment of the the whole segment was. Uh, he gets it he's like pin him Sammy and then he gets it too and he's just like you've
1: got to be brought in kidding, kidding me brought <laughs> in kidding me
2: so it's good really
1: great I, thought I want more Drew good.
2: shouting at people
1: yeah and he like DDT'd Braun mm. onto a chair and all this sort of stuff but Braun just kept getting back up because he's Franken-Braun and, and you can't put him down so yeah. and, and, it, and it was absolutely fine it was really good got onto the stage Morth tossing Sammy around Baron and Drew show up again, beat him down further. They Drew gives him a claymore. They put him through a ladder, and yep. then eventually Sammy pins him. So they drag, but they drag. They have to drag
2: Sammy on top and oh, yeah. press down themselves. Well, he's to get this small. So yeah, he, but this he, is he wouldn't have been able to. So beat this is the, that's the only thing I don't like about this. Is that, again, it's just the sort of like the the people caught in the vortex of Braun just look like chumps, and it has to be some other big dude that comes and saves them for their own game here. And like you know, this was this was at least cleverly positioned in the fact that it was Corbin and McIntyre have reasons to help Sammy because getting Strowman out of the money in the bank match is taking away the winner of last year's. So like it's, it's taking away the monster that people can't beat. So Sammy is much more easily beaten and when he wins here, and he's all surprised and shocked
1: and he goes backstage to celebrate, Corbin is the one who slings him back out on the stage. Yeah, like an absolute yeah.
2: div.
3: <laughs>
1: an absolute <laughs> dick just throws him back out on the stage so Braun can put him through a table, send the crowd home happy. So it was a nice little cute moment. I'd have mm. probably saved that for like the dark match segments. Yeah. Like, do that after the cameras have gone. So your actual lasting image is Sammy celebrating and Braun seething. Yeah. Because then that will like, add some intrigue and some money in the bank of people to do that. Because... Sammy's yeah. not winning Money in the Bank like Braun's Braun's going to come think, out I and absolutely destroy Bra- him I think
2: Braun is winning Money in the Bank
1: so I think, <laughs> I think Braun might wins. just
2: put the ladder down and go up and take it and yeah. be like bye like, bye guys like
1: yeah, you stole my spark yeah, and, just, exactly, and just grab yeah. it and run off it's not a bad shout to and be someone honest. has to try and get it off him like yeah. have a go but really at the end of the day this is This is good news. Mm-hmm. For me, this is this is good news. Because when they announced <clears> the <throat> Raw lineup of Money in the Bank entrance, and it was Baron and Drew and Braun, and Ricochet was the only one in there, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, cool, I'm excited to see Ricochet in this space. Yeah, yeah. But it was just these three... Ricochet can t- do something with a ladder. Yeah, there's just these three tall dudes. And I, I love Drew, but I think Drew has been flattened out so much mm. since his... Since his split with Dolph Ziggler, but even yeah. before then, when he's just been constantly sidelined as a lackey for someone else, I mean that's all Drew's done since coming up to the main roster is yeah. being a lackey. Whether it's Dolph, whether it's Baron, whether it's Braun, he's just always someone else's second. Yeah. so he doesn't excite me the way that he probably should do being in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, he should be the mastermind. He
2: should be. He should be the leader. Yeah. I think he's obviously. I think he's the most charismatic beyond Dolph Ziggler, obviously. But like out of all the. All the teams he's been in, he's the charismatic one. Yeah, really, and the actually sounds vicious and angry when he cuts promos. Sounds legit. Is good wingers, in the yes. like, is amazing in the ring. In amazing shape, the right size, like. He's just he should be the guy, and I just don't know why they're just
1: not doing anything with him to make him the guy. No, yeah, it's very, very true. But I think taking Braun out of the Money in the Bank ladder match and putting Sami Zayn in has made me so much more excited for that match. Yeah, well I mean, yeah, the the addition the problem is I think the addition of Braun just means that
2: everything becomes the Braun show. If he's in the if he's in a rumble, it's the Braun show for ten minutes. If he's in a Money in the Bank match, it's the Braun show for ten minutes. And there's just always this bit where he just Kills everyone Mm -hmm. and then eventually posts himself, and he always posts himself. Oh yeah, totally. And it's
1: so boring. He is OPs.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like they need to they like if you're going to make someone that strong, use him more sparingly. Yeah, because otherwise it's boring. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like watching him put Sammy Zayn in the bin.
1: (laughs) I don't, I, I don't think that's fun. No. And I, I'm not, I really hope as well that Sam, I, I'm kind of glad that they did the, as much as I said, I wish the angle had been post show and done as a dark mm. match thing. I'm kind of glad that it sort of happened, though, because it does mean that Sammy, Drew, and Corbin are not a new mid-card of evil, which no. was my worry at one point. I well, was I can't like, hope Sammy hell. dicks
2: them over and steals the briefcase like against yours, the Oz, yeah. the underdog again. And
1: he'd actually be great with the briefcase as well. He'd be really good. Yeah, he'd be really, really good with the briefcase.
2: I love um, his new I, like, I love his new character. I love the fact that he can kind of hold the whole thing hostage by having the briefcase and just keep interrupting. And There's so much, I think, he he's got lots of potential with the briefcase beyond just coming in and cashing it in at a random
1: time. Exactly, yeah. My only concern, really, coming out of this, though, and you and I sort of briefly discussed this earlier in the office, um, is that, good Lord, I hope this is not leading to a Braun Strowman versus bloody Baron Corbin feud Again, which we just had like a couple of months ago. I never want to see these two wrestle ever again.
2: I don't care. I I I'd be quite happy with that because I your, I, your reasoning so, for this so is good. My reasoning is if you put Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman in a feud again, they're not gumming up somebody else's time on Raw, or like you can just like they're not ruining somebody else's. You're taking push. two negatives and just putting yeah, them you together. just you just whack them together, and you can just ignore that ten minutes. Yeah, and you can just watch. You don't have to see Ricochet get put in a trash compactor. You don't have to see Kevin Owens in a toilet like Yeah. We don't have to see whatever they're going to do to make these two guys seem like monsters or Yeah. really naughty heels or whatever it is. It like just, just have yeah. them do
1: their boring stuff together. And I suppose at least Baron's not the GM now mm. because GMs are antiquated. And so we don't have to see like cause yeah, we've, we've was, all found the omni shade. Yeah, now. where Baron was just Namaste. all over the show, and he was feud, his feud with Braun last year. <clears throat> was so boring Mm. it was so turgid yeah well but he is Mm. it was so turgid it was it was liquid crap like Mm. it was absolutely terrible television and it's one of the reasons why ratings like is like on a massive decline because they just drove people away yeah i don't want to see any more of that although i do like your reasoning of hey at least they're not ruining other people's feuds
2: yeah and but as long as it's not the headline feud of the whole thing like i think the problem was like last year's Corbin Stroman feud was placeholder headline feud because they had all these other problems going on. So like at least if they do this this can just be a mid-card act that goes on. But it was the main event here. So, yeah. yeah clearly, they don't think that. Like, yeah. They in love Braun. They, do, well, they like, love a bit of
1: Braun. And Braun's grand. Um, he is grand, but used in the right way and not every week. Which I don't think they have done now for a year plus. Mm. Like, I don't think Braun has had a good programme for some time now, I'm trying to even think when his last good feud would have been. I don't. I just don't like Babyface Braun. I really he is better as a heel. Like I would say that he was better as a heel, Braun. but his like heel run towards the end of last year when uh, <clears throat> when they. He randomly turned heel. He was with Braun and Dolph. It was quite bad. Not Braun and Dolph, yeah. sorry, Drew and Dolph. It yeah, was quite bad. Yeah, that was bad. terrible, though. Yeah, for like money in the... Uh, for hell and a was again like that. Was that against the Shield? That was against Shield. Yeah, it was against yeah. The Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where well, they basically just needed like, sh- we need three dudes. We dude. need three guys. We need three Shield opponents. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to look at the positive side of this because I actually quite liked this episode of Raw. In fact, actually, I fact, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to say, go as far as I say, I really enjoyed this week's mm. Raw. I thought it was a really good show. Um, We didn't go to it. No, despite the fact that, as you said yesterday, it was ten minutes from your house. It was ten
2: minutes from my house. Yeah,
1: I've got the excuse of it's an hour and ten minutes from my house, but even then, I thought I was busy. busy and I
2: was, I was hungover.
1: <laughs> I, d- I just didn't want to go. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so, I, I've watched a lot of wrestling recently. <laughs> yeah, I was. Like, I didn't want
1: to spend five hours watching. Really, TV. not in the mood to go. But I, I thought it was a very, very yeah. good show. Um, so I'm going to look at the positive side of this. Sami Zayn's in Money in the Bank. That gets a that's big a, old a big thumbs big. up from me. That, that is, is a bit where he big goes through the ladder. Yeah, that is That's a fun. big, big, big thumbs up for mm. me. Braun is out of Money in the Bank. That's another big old thumbs up for me. And it creates a storyline going into Money in the Bank with Braun now annoyed that he's lost his spot. Although, mm-hmm. technically, you could go to SmackDown and like just incapacitate one of the other guys and take their spot. Oh, my Wild God. Wild card, mate. Oh,
2: I hope he doesn't.
1: So I'm looking at the positive side of this. <laughs> Please don't. Positivity. Randy Dadson, <laughs> what did you think of it, mate? Uh, yeah, it was much better than
2: previous weeks uh i yeah no I, I enjoyed the fact that sammy was put into the match um in general i thought it was a much better episode so yeah no i, I just a shame
1: it was the one we decided that we didn't go to yeah no but did you really want to go do you want like have you been to a raw taping before
2: yeah i went last year and yeah. the year before are boring aren't they Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Really he, boring. I, 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 house shows, no problem. I'd go to a mm. WWE house show tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, as long as it was down the road. But a live TV taping, I find quite tiresome. Well, there were there were two huge long talky segments in
2: this show as well that yeah. like we'll we'll go into. But like there were that was a good forty minutes <laughs> of watching people blather. Yeah. Like,
1: Unconvincingly.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got some $25 shout outs that we need to do. Uh, and if you want to get your name shouted out in the Rambled by these two handsome devils, all you've got to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash Randy does them too. Forward slash talk, and uh, donate at the $25 and above bracket. And just like these fine folk, like the Zodiac Zachary Marsh. Woo! Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Oh, yes. Ryan be Bad. Oh, lovely stuff. Hmm, this is a tasty Tim Heidenberger. Mm. Pulp oh, fiction.
2: Yeah. Probably better than Kyle Philip O'Reilly. Big claim. Ooh. I think he's talking to you, Damien Thompson.
1: <laughs> uh, Matthew, thybolt this city on rock and roll. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and Iran,
2: ran, to Bory. <laughs> Yeah. This my favorite?
1: <laughs> Astounding Abdullah Alanesi. The Mountain, Matthew Dennis. Oh. Big Bad Blake Lloyd. Ooh. Boom Boom Colt Sample. Today's <laughs> oh, she Clap anymore. I've run out of there. Today's Tom Sawyer, Mean Mean Pride. Cha ching, ching. Courageous Caleb.
2: And lastly, the Aussie experience, David Humphreys.
1: Thank you very, very much. I was really on my shoulder (laughs) after a while. Thank you very, very much to all of our pledge hammers on Patreon. (laughs) Uh, but, Randy Datson, can we have some soup, soup, super chats, please? You can. With Starting
2: with Vernon Jeffries, who says, I don't know if you guys have already answered this question, but who would you want Bray Wyatt to face with this creepy Firefly Funhouse gimmick? I'll answer that first. I think it's a little Twitter thing suggested it might be Samoa Joe.
1: That's what I saw as well. Yeah, he tweeted Samoa Joe saying like I think I need to show you a secret or like show you how to keep a secret mm. or something like that.
2: I think if if we're going to do this and we've done weeks and weeks of build up where he's just had slowly peeling back the layers of what this character is going to be.
1: This is the time to pull the trigger on Bray Wyatt properly. Put a belt on him immediately. And doing that with uh, Joe's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And like and that's the other I thing. Think I
2: think the US title the US title is kind of prestigious enough to yeah. be like oh, he's got a belt. But it's also been passed around enough that Joe dropping it doesn't feel too
1: terrible. Absolutely not. And it's not like Joe's really doing much with the belt at the moment anyway. Well, he's currently but feuding I'm... mostly with Dominic. So... Well, that's what I feel. I feel like they're more leading towards a Dominic-Joe feud as opposed to a Joe-Bray feud. Mm. So, yeah, I, Joe, I think, I think giving him the belt is really a good idea. Yeah. And I think Bray could really do with that. I also think as well, based on the feedback that Firefly Funhouse is getting, he's going to be over as a babyface. Like he's a totally heel character. He is a demonic, scary character. Yeah, the crowd is going to absolutely love cheer their yeah, hell yeah. out. It's going to be like the Cena Wyatt feud from like 2015, mm. where Wyatt was supposed to be the heel, but was like, no, he's really cool. Yeah, we yeah. really like him, and so WWE were like, oh, better just keep beating him then, beat him like a drum, and then yeah, that will yeah. stop people caring about him. <laughs> Um, so yeah so I could I, Joe would be we good. hate momentum that's been <laughs> generated people naturally people getting over it's terrible <laughs> it's not what we want uh, Randy more questions please uh, Baron Corbin Cody
2: Russell <laughs> says really want to know what you th- how you think Bray's character will go do you think um, it will be nice Bray on the Titan Tron evil Bray in the ring
1: it's not the worst idea in the world. I'm actually. I'm so curious because I think we might get like an in-ring debut next week. Mm. Yeah, Very I'm just curious. hoping it doesn't fall into or sort like, of like, like
2: they're just waiting for someone like Bala. You know, like I know mm. Balor's on the, the opposite brand, but like they're just hey, going to they're just going to do that sort of thing again.
1: My demon versus your spooky man, and also the. The things, the Firefly Funhouse stuff has been played on SmackDown as well, and as WWE.com themselves said, the Superstar Shakeup is still ongoing, ongoing. so he could end up on SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, also Wildcard.
2: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Wildcard. Cody Russell again, uh, to say wish you well, Ollie, and a good day to
1: you too for my wrestling news. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're hoping that Ollie Davis can be fit and healthy again, but oh it was a sad scene this morning. Mm. It's very sad. I didn't. He was didn't. a very brave boy though, and he came in to do the review. Yeah, I mm-hmm. gave him a plaster. He was a very he brave boy. And he didn't horrible. need a plaster. Oh, yeah, He yeah. was so croaky and horrible. I didn't see him. I didn't. My
2: train was very delayed. Uh, Crazy Lewis no says, knows. "Raw <laughs> comes to Glasgow again in November this year. <laughs> I think it would be a great chance for a wrestle talk holiday, and I get to meet you." That's from Crazy Lewis.
1: I. Right, do you know what? I've never been to Scotland. Have you what? not? No, ne- oh. I've never been to Scotland. Glasgow's banging. Yeah, and I've, I've always wanted to go. I have just never have. Me and my wife have been talking about like arranging a road trip for us mm. to go to Scotland for like a week or so. I can't do it this year because we're out of holiday. Mm. But um, something I might try and do next year. Edinburgh is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I yeah. love Edinburgh. So my wife's been to come to, like she's done the, the comedy festival and things yeah, like yeah. that. So I, I, w- I do really want to go. I just, yeah, finally, I've just never been. Mm. The furthest north I've gone is uh, Newcastle. Whoa.
2: Yeah. You can have some still my holiday. North. <laughs> I I booked a holiday for two weeks time, and then the thing I was going to do fell through. So I've now untaken holiday. So um, <laughs> you can just you diet. can have some of that. Um, I was going to go to Madrid to watch the football, but my brother couldn't get the holiday so. again. Nobody asked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Dylan Voorhees. <laughs> sa- I wish Ollie was here. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Voorhees says, "Am I the only one hating?" The women at the moment. I think it means women's wrestling.
1: Yeah. Well, you we might, we might just be hating women in yeah. like comma general. I just hate yeah. women. No, you and Reddit. <laughs> and YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 4chan. Yeah. Uh I um I'll be honest with you, I actually really enjoyed the the women's four-way match this week. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was fun.
2: Yeah. I, I, I feel like we're just in the, the classic sort of post WrestleMania holding pattern. It is it is also that thing of like because Becky has become this sort of Standout star and has two belts. It is hard to do stuff with the women's division because nothing really feels like it's got a lot of stakes. Mm. And especially when you then just go, "Oh yeah, Charlotte again." Yeah, and yeah. and like Lacey, who's like unproven, and she's not. Over. And just yeah, and just to go like, well, you've you've done a catwalk for five weeks, so here's your title shot. Like, yeah. all right, well, like you'd be
1: like, guys, I think they get they've done. It's
0: not the worst thing in the world because,
3: be
1: because they've got like the, the two feuds going on for the tiles, which granted is involved one of them. And they've got the sort of money in the bank. And that seems to getting its, I'd, I'd like to say that's getting its own branching storylines, but I don't think it is. No. Apart from Dana Brooke has got a character mm-hmm. and Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are now friends. Yep. That seems to be so sort of much about it. Yeah. There, is a, there is a common theory. That um, uh, conspiracy theory, I should add, that um, the women's segments on TV have become less important since Bruce Pritchard returns.
2: Ooh.
1: So maybe, maybe it's all, maybe Pritchard hates women. Mm. Maybe it's not this commenter at all. It's actually just Pritchard that hates women. Uh, What's Dana Brooks' character? She uh, wants to get the recognition that she thinks she deserves. That's her character, oh. right? Mm, I that. That's what her promo said. Yeah, well,
2: she <laughs> She's was, cross she about... She was Charlotte's yeah. protégé before. Uh, oh, yeah, that, <laughs>
1: that was a while <laughs> ago that, mate. Uh,
2: start Recording says, after last night, I really want to see a Seth Rollins versus Cesaro feud for the Universal title. It's a crime that Cesaro hasn't had
1: a main event match yet. I mean, it's, yeah, he's been there for like years and years and yeah. years Well, I think a lot of people forget just how long Cesaro's been yeah. in WWE he on the main roster good, yeah. he is unbelievably good yeah he's so fantastic when did... I'm going to do... Uh, Phil, for time, i just quickly Google how long it has been since I think year. he's been there for like... I'm going to say 2012 or 11. Yeah, I think he's been there at least six years, something like that. Yeah, let's have a quick look. WWE. He needs uh, to- 2011. Yeah, he started in Florida Championship Wrestling in 2011 yeah. and then was United States Champion in 2012. Yeah. He's been there so, so long and they have managed to do pretty much nothing with him.
2: Well, he was just in a holding pattern, wasn't he, before the bar yeah. and now... They're trying to work out what to do with him again. And I, I, I think it's just that thing. They just don't like to put belts on guys like Cesaro. Or guys that they don't think he could cut.
1: Because that was always what held him back previously, was they did not think he could cut a promo. Yeah. And well, he wears that gum shield. It help. I don't know why he wears that during promos. <laughs> it's <laughs> so ridiculous. Re- well, like, it looks yeah. like Seamus might retire. So. Yes, that was the news yesterday. Yeah. that Yeah, Seamus might be winding down his career. So. I think so. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, they've redone Cesaro's music, so... It's, a, it's all the buzz music. Well, it, was, it sounded a little different to me, but I don't know. No, I Maybe that was, was just me not music. having heard it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. um, Victor Vega, and this was not just Victor saying this. Uh, I, will, I lost my something last week after St- after Seth stole my woman. I think he's talking about Becky Lynch.
1: Oh, of course, because Becky Lynch is now off the uh, off market. Yeah. Uh, her and Seth are an item. Mm. I mean, lads, I think you're probably deluding yourself anyway. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's what I said. Oh, now I can't date Becky because (laughs) she's
1: dating Seth Rollins. Damn it! That's what's holding me back this entire time. But I had a ticket. I had a ticket. (laughs) It was going to happen, surely. But I commented on her photos. (laughs) Um, I liked a couple, too. (laughs) Matthews
2: says Ricochet made a Baron Corbin match watchable. Keep up the great work. I don't know if that means to Ricochet
1: or you. It could be both. I mean, let's keep up the good work, Ricochet. I think you you did fantastic. He did. Fanta- he, did oh, he was in overdrive. For in that fairness, one, actually, yeah. that is one of my notes for that match. This is the best Baron Corbin match I've ever seen. Yeah. So yeah, Ricochet
2: cre- did good work. Credit to Ricochet. Uh, start recording again. It says Andrade has the best streak in WWE right now with his one nil status in Raw.
1: Oh yeah he, is, yeah, he did win on Raw, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just can't pick up a win on SmackDown because no. he's going to win Money in the Bank that's why
2: you think oh I hope oh, yeah. so
1: that's why he's been losing all the time
2: yeah and Zelina will carry Zelina, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but they look huge in
2: her hands um, <laughs> Patrick the Cooper. Money in the Bank suitcase I, 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 hope, <laughs> I hope they make a bigger one <laughs> just for her to yeah, look well, like even the big show more job I hope <laughs> she comes out on it like a Trunky <laughs> <laughs> just scoots down to the ring <laughs> Um, Patrick Cooper says I'm very worried about Braun he's in such a bad spot since last year I feel he needs a
1: refresh they really have booked him poorly yeah yeah totally but it's one of those things that you get a big guy in and you push him like an unstoppable monster then you're like uh oh now we need to stop him yeah, but you don't really want to stop him because no, he like your unstoppable monsters. Vince loves a big guy. Yeah, Vince and always then, likes booking a giant.
2: But then the problem is every every single match ends in four guys turning up, throwing hundreds of ladders at him yeah. until he goes. Oh, he's he's been
1: pinned once. It's like oh, this is so yeah unimaginative. It, I, I don't know if a refresh is what he needs. No, but some. I mean, I want to say time, even I'd say time away. But he was injured last year and mm. did have some time off. But. Mm. Wasn't long enough Keep away from Bloody Baron Corbin Would be my first guess Uh, Interestingly Adam Daly Live says In America The show went
2: off air Shortly after Brain I think he means Braun was pinned Not brain Braun standing tall
1: Oh, so, okay, so it was after Sammy pinned him. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Mm. Oh, my feed, it was... Um, yeah, they went, yeah, I I went really. live with him putting him through a table. Um, and all the stuff on w.com is him putting yeah. through a table as well.
2: Because uh, he's brawn. Message Retracted was a donation, so thank you to Message Retracted. Thank you, no Um Sir and says, Shout out to Randy and for getting my name right last week, but I'm from Sweden, not Norway um sorry sir and i'm also swedish This is probably why i got your name right um but yeah i'm Bragg. sorry for saying you're from norway because i know that's incredibly offensive to anyone from sweden no one knows norway's a terrible place cody russell says can we get a robert rude break
1: um yeah it, it feels wrong with ollie not here to do to do the rude break mm. um but I, there is someone in, our, in the comments in our videos who like every single video is like do a 10-hour version <laughs> I was like, who would watch I think it? We could whip that up. It, it won't take long. It should yeah. copy, paste, copy. Yeah, yeah. Paste, 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 yeah, paste. Get paste, one of those paste. birds.
2: <laughs> Homer. Press the any key. Um, Patrick Cooper
1: says, uh, also thanks for this new setup with the live show. You're very, very welcome. We're very much enjoying doing it. It mm. saves me editing time. <laughs> That's mostly why. That's mostly why we did it, because it saves me an hour and a half each day. Uh, KJ says, just donating to say, get well, Ollie. Indeed, get well, Ollie. Thank you very much for your donation. Uh
2: Outlook Boy known message, but a little donation from Outlook Boy. Uh Thank Ben you. Plim nineteen
1: eighty one
2: says, Big up Luke and El Door."
1: Oh, what spoiler door though? What were
2: you? Oh, is, is that the Game of Thrones? thing
1: uh, If only people cared about that shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've completely I didn't write the title.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that
0: My favorite is, I've
1: been completely
2: stitched up by Ollie Davis who wrote the yeah, title Ollie wrote the video. title
1: and we somehow got the blame yeah, for it. Yeah, I know, ridiculous. I don't know how that happens.
2: No, I don't know. Um, and Søren has messaged again to say, damn it, Luke, get my name right in reference to the fact that when you wrote his name, you put an O with a line through it which is a Norwegian thing, but it should have been an O with two dots over it.
1: Tell that to Patreon. An umlaut? Uh, so tell, yeah, Pat- it should have been an umlaut yeah.
2: but it was a, whatever that line is called.
1: Patreon. I, I just get things off Patreon reports. Um, to have a word with them. How many more do you want? Um, how, many, how many we got? Eight. Uh, let's have five. Five.
2: Six. Ooh, six. Uh, Sean Turner says, Where is Ollie? I can tell him about female Bailey Sting and shame's nepotistic, pu- nepotistic push. Love you, fake Door. What are your thoughts on female Bailey Sting? If
1: do you know not- about this? No, I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> this guy has been pitching this idea, which I love, by the way, is to do the Sting storyline, but with Bailey. Amazing. So, so she has been like Hugger Bailey, but then... You just have start putting up on the rafters with like the face paint and stuff and carrying a baseball bat around. I love it. Love it. I absolutely love it. Pro Bailey.
2: When yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I think it's I'm, great. No, I'm all sold.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's rad. Because
2: then also she can change her intro. So when the things go up, They've got the face paint too. Well, we—I said
1: that, but they could also be carrying baseball bats, and swinging <laughs> well, around, hitting members of the audience. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! They could be full of crows, which just shoot out. The oh, there you go, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, there's
2: so much. You it can gets do better with and it. better each time we talk about this. Um, Ollie's sitting at home <laughs> now. Uh, Ollie's Va- not watching. Valab Mamidipudi says to make life easier for everyone, please just call me Blind draw. Okay, we'll do that. Um, who
1: do you think should be Bray's first feud before we kind of talk about Yeah. Yeah, uh, Joe or possibly Actually, Seth would be a good shout.
2: I think just any title. I think yeah. he should just go straight into a title feud and he should probably win it. Yeah. Uh, Bray... Adam Pearson. Not Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Adam Pearson says, Bray Wyatt has stolen my gimmick. Hmm.
1: How's he now? Are you Dave Benson Phillips? <laughs> don't know. Apparently, so Okay, well, we'll, go, we'll take
2: Adam's word for yeah. it. Uh, Dylan Voorhees says, oh,
1: this is the guy who said he hate women earlier, and he's now saying, I'm the only one who's hating the raw women, Natalia, <laughs> particularly, apparently. Uh, well, no, if you read the uh, the Wrestle Talk, in fact, I'm going to give you a, a quote from the Wrestle Talk 50. Um, if you could just like, fill for time while I find this, because I was reading this the other day. And hi, it made uh, me, hi, Laurie. It made me laugh. Hey, mate. Yeah.
2: It's do a, do a right. question, yeah, good. A yeah, great. Do
1: oh, another question. um... <laughs> I found it. Oh. Um... Uh, Natalia is, this is directly from the Restor Magazine Natalia is perhaps the most overrated performer in WWE she receives constant acclaim from fans but in truth she's not had a great match in years despite being given plenty of opportunities to do so she's found a comfort zone and she sticks to it rigidly I 100% agree I think she's rubbish uh, last she's fine. one she's from Bubba Rick says thoughts on this new Nikki Cross angle well, we'll get into that, so rather than discuss that now, we'll, we'll discuss that when we get to the show itself. but um, I, I've got mixed feelings on it, because I thought it was going one direction, then apparently I was wrong.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like it still could go in other directions. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not sure yet what they are.. <laughs>
1: But the show opened with The Miz. We were, of course, in London, England, so there were lots of great British flags, and Renee buses. referenced uh, fish and ships at one point yeah. because that is the obligatory English reference you must make when you do a show yeah. here in the UK. We only eat it at the seaside, Renee. Come on, it's London. Got a panini. like Ash. Go to a pret. <laughs> Uh, But Miz opened the show and they recapped him attacking Shane on SmackDown and Shane laying him out with a steel chair. Mm -hmm. He plugged money in the bank and that brought out Roman Reigns. This was, uh, we won't go into mass detail on what was said in this, but this was your typical Raw angle, which you highlighted to me, you and Simon. Every single Raw opens with this exact same thing. It's two people coming out. And not having a conversation, but talking about... They're cutting promos separately. Yeah, they, they are... But it's framed like it's a conversation.
2: Yeah, exactly. Two people are coming out and talking about what they wanted to talk about, which is completely separate to the other person. And then someone else, lo and behold, comes out and says something, blah, 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 blah four-person tag match. <laughs> it's just, this is just the formula every, or four-person or six-person tag match. It's just the the raw opening formula. Yeah. And there were some good bits in this and there was also just some bits where I was like, you are just filling for time. Like, Miz explains the entire premise
1: of Money in the Bank. It only happens once a year.
2: I know it only happens once a year, but everyone knows what Money in the Bank is.
1: Like, Yeah, no, I, I agree with
2: and you. And like, the, they... It's in all the packages for Money in the Bank. Miz doesn't need to stand there and go. He goes as well. It's like getting an Infinity Stone. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Infinity Gauntlet, mate, because that grants your wishes. The Stone does nothing. Does for, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it might make the you Time more One's quite
1: good. Power was good. Yeah, yeah. Reality but, you can make you know, tons of springs and whatnot. Yes,
2: oh, so reality yeah. could make you the champion. You true. could reality <laughs> yourself into the champion. But yeah, Miz, you got it wrong. But yeah. <laughs> not to be a long Not short, to yeah. be a pedantic nerd, but you got it wrong, Miz. However, yeah, he just spends 10 minutes kind of explaining this. Roman comes out. They start Ms TV. Ms is doing the babyface angle but saying, oh, we're both film stars. Roman says, oh, I don't want this Miz. This is like old Miz. I want new Miz. Um, and shows the promo of him chasing Shane with the chair and the limo yeah. and the smacks. And everyone goes, ooh. And Ms starts to put that over. And then they both just have completely separate conversations again.
1: Yeah, because Roman's going to be facing Elias at the pay per view, and Miz uh, is facing Shane McMahon in a cage match. Uh, Miz said a line where he said, Shane is bigger and better than I am. Um, yeah. And I, I, I thought I'd bring that up because we'll, we'll, that line is said again later in the show yeah. by a
2: different person. So I
1: really liked,
2: other than that, like saying he's bigger, he's better, he's faster, he's stronger. It's
1: Shane McMahon! Though. He is the
2: peak of humanity! <laughs> uh, but any of that stuff he's aside, this promo from Miz. Which, again, it's a Ms. TV show that he's doing with Roman. It's an interview. He turns and just delivers it all down the barrel. But it's amazing. I it's great. It. He's really like, good. you were born with a silver spoon, but we'll see how a silver spoon meets a steel cage. There was lots of like little yeah. bits of rhythm. and I just thought it was really good, and it was fired up, and it got the crowd really into it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought it was good as well. And then uh, Shane comes out and he cancels Miz TV. And then they're attacked by Bobby Lashley and Elias. So, if we're keeping track, I guess that means that Roman and Elias were two of our four wild cards. Or was Elias not a wild card? Is it four wild cards? Or it's three? four. Yeah, it's well, four. Well, they've upped
2: that, haven't they, quickly? Were they
1: upped last week because um, uh, Lars Sullivan convinced Vince that it should be four rather than three. Oh, I remember, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, yeah. he was big. I oh, yeah, really, four. Um, but yeah, so that led to a tag team match between Elias and Bobby versus uh, Miz and Roman, which went quite a while, but actually was pretty good. There's some really good stuff in here, mm-hmm. but a DQ ending, which was lame. Yeah. But uh, I actually I really enjoyed the wrestling in the match. I thought it was okay. It was yeah. just
2: it was just big dudes doing big dude things Big dude each other, big. Yeah. It
1: was a typical Raw tag match, but I had yeah. very little problem with it and I actually quite liked it.
2: I liked, yeah, and I'm not sure about this DQ finish with Shane. Did not and, like, the and then finish. he comes in and chucks a load of potatoes around, like yeah.
1: breaking more ribs. Yeah, I can't believe he broke Miss Dad's rib. <sighs> he is just dreadful. at yeah. this. and yeah, like, I no, get it's that. Just too dangerous. Well, I get what just, <laughs> his <laughs> punches are sto- so hard. But it was a knee strike that broke oh, the rib. Oh no! Uh, yes, yeah, so the story get Miss what Miss Dad? Told you can't him. contain the power. So Miss Dad said this on a podcast recently. That mm. The pla- the turns out. He wasn't supposed to get in the ring. They'd said, just stay on the outside. Yeah. But just follow Shane's lead. Because Shane was calling the match, apparently. And then, <laughs> Shane, like father, like son... I'll fall off this. I'll fall off this. Like father, like son, changed his mind and asked Miz Dad to get in the ring. And that's why Miz Dad's mega awkward about it and just, like, didn't know what to do. So he just does the, <laughs> the pose. And then the first thing that Miz does, the uh, first thing that Shane does, is knee him in the chest and break a rib
2: yeah
3: like, come on man you
1: should have like
2: if you were going to get him in the ring you should have practiced something y- think? Yeah, think <laughs> yeah my <laughs> lord
1: anyway yeah so uh the shane calls the dq and then the heels attack them and the numbers advantage but then miz gets a chair and he sends them off and miz and roman stare down shane because shane is feuding with two people on two different shows he is truly the best in the world um, Seth is backstage talking to someone yep just a shot of him talking to some lad and I was like who's <laughs> he uh, and then we got a video package for Rollins versus Styles and uh, they told the story about how they both worked hard to get to this point and there was no TNA or Ring of Honor clips but they quite cleverly showed like young AJ Styles by the couple of appearances he had on Nitro and on, mm. on Smackdown back in the day. I like this. So it's I, had a I, sort I, of sports documentary vibe. Yeah, that totally. I, yeah, I really and I enjoyed. really like their promos they did later on as well. I thought it was yep. a really nice presentation of this feud as opposed to just doing like the big go-home brawling angle because they've done the big brawl angle. So yep. it, it, this was a nice different way to do it, and I actually really liked it. And I think it's, it's
2: sort of it keeps something back for Money in the Bank because I, I, you know, I kind of feel like AJ might be going full
1: heel mm. at Money in the Bank. He keeps dropping in these hints that he's got friends.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think I think this might be the full like turn for AJ, but I don't know. But th- this kind of is a nice way to keep them apart and we don't have to do we don't have to reveal too much ahead yeah. of time. I'm There's AJ's- nothing more to say as well, also when it's just a sort of like at the moment it's technically a kind of respect match, yeah. you know. Like this is kind of just well, like
1: Seth says he lost all respect for for AJ. Yeah, but you know he's yeah, still know doing it. He's doing it for his own self respect then, because this
0: is what yeah. he says later. But
1: um, yeah, I, I don't think telling AJ heals the worst thing in the world mm. either. I think he's had his probably his time in the sun as a baby face, and, yeah. and also Raw could do with some like main event heels. Yeah, because yeah. their heels well, they're not going to put know. Drew in the main event. Well, I was going to yeah. say because all their other heels are the mid card of evil. Mm. Who... That's the entire mid card, Luke. <laughs> All right, up next, finally debuting on the show after a couple of weeks in a promo and then multiple weeks not being on television, Mojo Rawley. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo took on the third wildcard of the show, Apollo Crews, because I forgot he was on SmackDown now. (laughs) I mean, what a way to
2: devalue the wildcard rule as an exciting, whimsical addition to the show. And the wildcard is... Apollo, Apollo Crews
1: Oh, and he's lost in a minute. You, you can, can stop cool. paying attention now to awesome. the wild card rule. Yeah. I,
2: uh, I got a message last night from the editor who was writing the thing, and he went, is is he on SmackDown or Raw?" <laughs> like, oh I, I think he's SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when I write, yeah, his name lies. comes up in
1: blue. I wrote down that Apollo was the second wild card because I forgot that Elias was on Smackdown now. It's very confusing mm. with all this. I, I'm very, very unsure of it's who's on what brand. It's almost if it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, so Apollo actually, yeah, Apollo uh, came out and uh, he hurt his knee. So he fluffs a flip, doesn't fluffs he? Fluffs yeah, a flip yeah, yeah. and he hurts his knee. And then Mojo targets that while mo- laughing maniacally. And he won. Crowd were deadly silent. I didn't even mm. write down the finish of the match. I might not say Mojo targets the knees, crowd don't care. Mojo like, he
2: looks like a div. <laughs> I hate it. So. With the little, like, lightning. Yeah, and his little weird, well, his cracks, his little weird vest thing. Uh, it does look the, But then his little shorts. I don't know.
1: It is... The actual like polar opposites of what Bray Wyatt is doing. Yeah, like, Bray Wyatt has like come up with this new. He looks character like yeah, Mojo looks like so he's going to G-A-Y on Halloween. Is what it's he looks so, like. So this Bray Wyatt thing is so interesting. It's so fascinating, and it's so clearly wrestler driven. And I wonder if this Mojo thing is wrestler driven as well. But if it is, it's pants. Yeah, it's not very good at all. This, it's not. I I said this a couple of times, and I, I apologise if this comes across as me saying, oh, I think this is for sure. I don't think this is going to get over. No. Yeah. Because <laughs> all he's done is draw on his eye. Yeah.
2: It looks like he's had an accident with a Parker pen capsule. Like it's yeah, like yeah. when you go to school and you, all
1: your pens explode. You are just like,
3: <laughs> oh
2: no oh, no.
1: <laughs> Ollie uh, put it best in his review where he said he's basically Taser face now from guys who's <laughs> yeah, Volume Two. Yeah. Taser face. Uh, we then got the Alexa Bliss segment where she was backstage on her phone. She was talking to the um, I'm going to guess Heathrow Airport as an international flight. Um, could have been Gatwick but I I think most uh, US ones go out from Heathrow so she was on the (laughs) phone to Heathrow uh, because (laughs) they'd lost her luggage and then Nikki Cross walks up totally not Nikki Cross yeah like just having a conversation she looked quite glam like they'd done her up quite like Yeah, yeah she was just Nicola Cross yeah and she had teased this in a YouTube video I think on WWE's YouTube channel mm. that she was looking for a change of character that was where she also confirmed that she was now on Raw which yep. Meltzer had reported months ago that she was going to be part of Raw and everyone was like no she's on Smackdown because the graphic for Worlds Collide said she was part of Smackdown mm. so I guess plans changed and she's on Raw so yep she's it on Raw he just makes now. stuff up don't don't know. wildcard anyway so oh, she walks up j- totally not in her Nikki Cross character and she's like I've been here for four weeks and absolutely no one has noticed And Alexa's like, I just need someone to talk to. And Nikki's like, you can talk to me. Mm. And they have a chat. And then Nikki essentially gets herself. She's like, a true friend would replace you in the Fatal 4 way that's coming up later because you haven't got your gear. Mm. And Alexa's like, that's a great idea. You should replace me in this match. And then she walks off. And then Nikki Cross gets the Nikki Cross smile. And I was like, aha, right, well, I get this, I get this now. Alexa thinks she's playing Nikki Cross and she's using it, but Nikki knows this and it's actually playing Alexa. That's what I thought the storyline was until the match happened. And then I watched the WWE.com YouTube interview with Nikki Cross where she was just, I'm so lucky to be here. I'm so thankful to be in WWE and I'm able to, quote, perform in front of all of these great fans out there in London I'm from Glasgow I've always dreamed of this sort of opportunity and I was like wait so is your character you're not nuts anymore and if so why were you then acting nuts during the match
0: yeah yeah this
1: is woefully inconsistent Mm. and actually quite annoying
2: yeah but also because if you're going to like oh well a true you don't have your gear
1: Nikki Cross wrestles in jeans. (laughs) Alexa. (laughs) Alexa Bliss buck up. (laughs) Alexa Bliss wrestled in heels and won. Like, she's fine. She's okay. She can win these sorts of matches. She's apparently the best. Mm. So, yes, the Nikki Cross thing is a bit weird.
2: I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like there's potential for it to go somewhere in Money in the Bank. And I kind of, in my head, I'm hoping that Nikki Cross gets involved and just takes the briefcase and it's like, like you when and she just to do that and it's, well. and it's like no I don't want Braun I don't want Braun to do that at all but this was just a suggestion for Braun it's much better if it happens with Nikki because yeah. it could be like when she just took the NXT belt yes which they never paid off on no and she just gave back but like <laughs> that moment at the end of the show was great when she just took the belt from Shayna Baszler and ran off yeah and was like my belt now
1: yeah, and they should have done that storyline. They the come play with me, no, Nick. Yeah, and they're yeah, sort yeah, of holding something hostage that people want. Yeah, that's really fun. I'm, I'm, am slightly concerned that the story is just going to be a rehash of Nia Jackson, Mickey James, mm. where it is. It's Alexa Bliss has a friend. She doesn't like that friend. They then feud. Yeah. like that. We. I don't need yeah. that that storyline a third time. And they already set this up in this episode
2: as well to some degree. Mm. Like you know, at the end of the match, when. Nikki wins the match, which we'll go to in a minute. But, like, Nikki wins the match. She gets the ladder, helps Alexa climb up. Well, gets the ladder and sets it up. And she goes to climb the ladder. And Alexa drags her away and climbs up the ladder, gets the briefcase down and stands there. Yeah. And Nikki is smiling and looking a bit dopey at this Pointing point. Pointing
1: and being like, I did this. Yeah,
2: but there was a point where Nikki was going to climb herself. Yeah. So I don't know whether they're going to do, like... I don't, I don't How quickly can you break down story. a friendship <laughs> yeah. in WWE terms? Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But um, yeah. do, you, do you not just think it's because it was in the UK that they just thought, oh, Nikki Cross have one match and that was it?
1: I, absolutely. Yeah, but she could have just been did. in the match anyway. <laughs> like, and, and you're You're right. However, it's, it was the post-match thing, like, as Laurie said, where Alexa pulled her out of the way. And like that, the promo that she did for WWE.com, which I guess is different continuity anyway, mm. was her saying that, I did this for Alexa Bliss. We're now friends. So I, if the storyline is, which is what I thought it was originally... That Nikki is playing Alexa, but Alexa thinks she is playing Nikki. She thinks she has the upper hand, but Nikki is actually manipulating Alexa. That, at least, is a different spin on a story we've already told twice over with Alexa. Yeah. Oh, she's so clever. But if it is just Nikki is now just Nikki, and she's not NXT Nikki Cross. Yeah, and she's just
2: and she's just thinks Alexa's
1: her best mate. That's very poor. Yeah, it's terrible. That's that's not great. Anyway, I'll be cross. Yeah, speaking of not also that great, uh, Cole was in the ring for the double contract signing for uh, Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship this Sunday against Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair in separate matches. Cole says that one of Becky's nicknames is Champ Champ. Champ Champ. Is that what? I've never heard that yeah, nickname they have of been Becky. The, they champ Champ. She calls
2: herself the Champ Champ on Twitter. Does I'm she? the Champ Champ, yeah.
1: That's rubbish. That's... I don't r- mind it. Oh, that's, that's rubbish. Becky Two Belts is good. Becky Two Belts is the better of the options. Champ Champ is... Champ Champ. Sounds like a crap Pokemon. Mm. Like like when they went through that period where they just... Gave a pen. <laughs> a pen's a Pokemon now. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Cole asked Becky if she knows how hard money in the bank is going to be. And Becky says, Flair and Lynch are bigger and better than I am. And I'm like, mm. who are these writers that are just giving people the exact same material? Yeah. It's lazy. I but then I liked the I liked the thing where she said, like, yeah,
2: they're bigger, they're better, than whatever, like but the bit where she says, like they're gonna put me through this horrendous beatdown. But the thing you don't realise is I don't care. Mm. That I like that. That line is great, but you don't need to you, like. You don't need to put them over so hard by being like you're bigger and better. Just be like it's two matches. You're yeah. fine to say I'm going to come out of this yeah. badly off because I've had to have two matches in one night. You don't
1: need to go. They're also <laughs> Way bigger better and better. Than <laughs> They're clearly not because you've I'm beaten Charlotte. <laughs> you've beaten Charlotte loads. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I I think promos where you put over your opponents is so good I, I always go back to the Triple H Cactus Jack promo mm. for a Royal Rumble 2000 where you've got Triple H going you are the king of the death match with this that and the other yep. one of the scariest men on the planet and uh, but I am going to beat you <clears throat> yeah the problem is then is that these two promos—the one that Miska and the one that Becky Cole—essentially was like, "I'm crap. They're way better." I am the underdog, yeah. But
2: like, I might win. Try—we're trying, we're trying too hard to make yourself the underdog as well. Like you can be an underdog
1: without having to say, "Yeah, I am the underdog." <laughs> I am the underdog here. <laughs> yeah. Randy's got his hand up.
2: Uh, champ, champ is a Conor McGregor reference, apparently, according to the comments. Apparently, that's what he calls oh, himself. Okay. Oh, okay. He was the champ. Also, champ. it is yeah. something crap then. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, anyway, she's the Burger King. <laughs> so. That's Jerry Lawless' gimmick. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, Becky says she's going to win. And then Flair cuts a pretty rubbish promo. Oh, this yeah. was horrifically scripted. Mm. And. Blandly delivered by Charlotte Flair and these are the segments where I'm like, This is why I wouldn't want to go to a raw TV taping. Because yeah. this was this went on for a while. Yeah. And it was, never got interesting. because I thought it was pretty good when Becky was cutting her program. Yeah, and she said great. like she said to Lacey and the crowd were massively into her as well. Yeah.
2: She said, like, obviously the pressure's gonna be on me, Lacey, but the pressure's also on you because when the bright lights hit Yeah you're going to have to live up to all of the talk that you've been doing absolutely and Great it's going to be stuff. very difficult to do with my foot on your neck basically <laughs> exactly. was the, the and gist of it, it. Yeah,
1: some re- I thought Becky's promo was really yeah, really nice and then but Charlotte then, kicks in Charlotte kicks in and be like you beat the baddest woman on the planet but on Sunday you will bow down to the Queen woo woo Jeez, get to the point, will you? Yeah. And then Lacey has to do with her stereotype. Like, you know, she's like, I don't want to get my dress dirty, honey, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's yeah, it's hate... all a bit too how, much. Like,
2: how many times in this promo did Lacey Evans say the word classless and class? <laughs> like, nasty. Yeah, I just it, like she's got about three things that they've 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 Googled <laughs> the bare minimum of like Southern debutante kind of like yeah. They don't even know the word debutante, I imagine. But, like, they've, they've Googled, like... I was impressed. What did, what did, what did Southern Bells do? They're, like, they're, they're into sort of, like, being classy. Wearing and peach com- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And peach they've got, they have got that far
1: with it. Yeah. And they've never thought to look even remotely deeper. No. There was a point as well where, um, yeah, I liked... Becky had a great line where she said that, on Sunday, Lacey's going to lose her first title shot and Charlotte is going to lose her millionth title shot. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's great. And then Charlotte says... This is all going to come crashing down. Ha, 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 ha. You are rubbish at this. Yeah. Um, Lacey says they deserve a proper lady as a champion, and then it breaks down into a fight. Numbers get too much for Becky. She gets put through a table. Now I've said this about the Becky Charlotte Lacey stuff for the last few weeks. I'm going to say it again here. I all of the segments I like in principle because mm. they are telling a very simple story. Becky has got to have two matches on Sunday. The odds are stacked against the her. The odds are stacked against her. and every one of these segments, she is always underneath. Yeah, She is always struggling because the numbers gamer is against her. Mm-hmm. Last week, it was all about money in the bank. So some really good stuff they've done with this. Yeah, it's And the promo work from her has been very good. The promo work from everyone else has not been. No. And I think that some of the segments have felt quite clunky, and I thought this was quite clunky too.
2: Yeah, it definitely was, and I think it, it it also doesn't necessarily make sense to me because they're doing this whole thing where, like, in this promo specifically, the numbers game gets advantage of Becky. Like, Lacey and Charlotte put her through a table. Lacey and Charlotte will not be in a match at the same time. No. Therefore, in this bit, we saw Becky handily handle both of them individually. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it doesn't feel like really, yeah, yeah, that's like, a good point, yeah. You know, so she stands to lose probably. The actual risk is to lose one belt. Mm. Not really, It doesn't really feel like the the Becky no belts doesn't feel like a possibility because one of these matches she's gonna walk all over the other person. Yeah. As, especially if it's Lacey up first. Lacey up first. Yeah. to Charlotte first. Yeah. They have to. It has to be Charlotte first because it has to be a war. Yeah. And then I think then then you've got the option if if Becky retains against Charlotte. You've got the option that Charlotte interferes in the Lacey match because if Charlotte wins the first match, why would she bother to get involved in the second match unless they're going to start a Blondes of Evil vibe, (laughs) you know, like with Charlotte (laughs) and Lacey? Ideas. People watch this show. The Blonder twins, like you know, but like, um, so yeah, Charlotte's out of the picture in that sense, or she's going to be yes. If she loses, she might be involved in the Lacey match. Plus, you've got whoever wins the Money in the Bank to contend with. So yeah, that match suddenly becomes really high stakes but the first one
1: i feel like it's just a one on one yeah i think we're going to have Becky 2 bells come monday
2: i do too i i don't yeah. think this is the time to lose it. i think merchandise is doing too well i think you yeah and i think you're better off um using the money in the bank to take it from her yeah like to take exactly. something take something from stealing her it stealing from, it because yeah. you could also steal both of them yeah surely with them like what? does it like do you get a choice like if it, if it's a match where she's defending both of them if you walk in and use
1: the money in the bank and you take both of them well that, yeah but is it a wild card thing like if you so say alexa wins it does she then have to win the raw belt or could she say i did it as a wild card and i won it as a smackdown
2: rules
1: <laughs> right well okay what came next was not good mm. baron corbin versus ricochet positive positive Silver lining. This was the best Baron Corbin match I've ever seen. <laughs> Head and shoulders above every Baron Corbin mm-hmm. match I've ever seen. There wasn't a rest. There was barely a rest hold in sight. Crowd couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. In, couldn't get it. That's Crowd why. couldn't care. But Rick O'Shea was very, very good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I write down Rick in my notes. Uh, <laughs> so right. Rick O'Shea. Rick O'Shea was very, very good. Did lots of springboards. Did lots of big moves. Lovely, lovely stuff. And then Baron won. Yep. So it's only taken them a few weeks, and Ricochet is already Finn Balor. Yep. Which is just that you are in the land of the giants. You're too small. You can't win. Yeah. And we haven't got Leo Rush around for you to beat. So you just you just yeah. can't beat the big guys. Unless uh, yeah. Small. Unless this is setting
2: him up for a really good showing in the Money in the Bank match.
1: But he'll and he'll have the Kofi spot. He'll have the Kofi yeah. spot that Kofi always had in Money in the Bank ladder match, which is like, hey, go and do the big high spot, mm. but you won't win. They at the are end absolutely of
2: it. going to have him moonsault off a tipping ladder. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: But it's, and that will be great. And it will create a lot of really mm. good highlight moments. But if it comes off the back of it and he just keeps losing to Baron Corbin yeah, and other yeah. big guys, then it, it means nothing. I'm concerned that Ricochet is going to end up like Finn Balor. And Finn Balor just means diddly squat right now mm. because they spent so many years being like, he's too small. He can't beat the big guys. It's just so, so dumb. It, but it's beat. so dumb when you've got so many
2: guys of like the same size that you do this to. Yeah. Like, why don't you just you doing a superstar shake-up. Put all the big guys on one brand and have them do their thing. And put all the other guys on the other brand and have them do their thing there. And then we don't get into any of this stupid, like, well, he's a foot taller. Also, it's not real. I, well, like, yeah, I know. Just a bit win. Win. This is genuinely your problem and it's booking
1: you into a hole. Yeah. Why wouldn't you change That's it? That's very true, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Baron Corbin won. That sucks. Good match. Um... And then Corbyn grabs the ladder and tries to climb it. They try to give Ricochet some heat back by having him push over the ladder. That crowd were not into this at all. I no. felt really bad for Ricochet. Felt really, really bad for him. Yeah. yeah.
2: He made it, he made Corbyn look good, though. So, he did, you know, yeah. Props absolutely. to Ricochet. Thumbs up for that.
1: Yeah. As I said, looking for the positives. It's the best Baron Corbin mm. match I've ever seen. But mostly because Baron Corbin was stood there doing this while Ricochet flipped, <laughs> just did flips around him. <laughs> Uh, We then got a recap of Joe talking to Dominic last week and then Charlie's interviewing Rey Mysterio and he's talking about Dominic. And then Cesaro walks in and says, this isn't bring your son to work day. This is a wrestling world. Mm -hmm. They get into a bit of a scuffle and that sets up a match later on. He also says that Dominic looks a bit like Joe. Yeah. They were sort of seeing this like, I'm your pappy Mm, thing. But we all know that Eddie Guerrero's his dad. Yeah. That was proven. (laughs) Oh, Um, uh, then we got the video package for Roman Reigns the one we got last week I've written last Sunday but that's the wrong day and then we got AJ's interview with Not Renee Young where he says that uh, he meant to hit Corbin last week he wasn't aiming for Seth Rollins Mm -hmm. he was trying to hit Corbin but Seth got in the way but he says he will (coughs) beat Rollins on Sunday simple and effective I liked it
3: Mm
2: mhm
1: uh, then we got what was my surprising match of the week is the four way between Naomi, Dana Brooke, Natalia, and Nikki Cross. I thought this was actually very good. For yeah, there was a, Yeah, I I thought it was, I enjoyed this. They'd thought about it. Yeah. Stuff happened where was it was
2: like big spots and they'd stuff. They'd worked out how to do stuff with multiple people in the ring at once. Yeah. I
1: liked it. You're having a giggle there, Randy. So, just
2: jab us on and being funny.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought there was some chaotic action in this. I um, Bliss came out to do commentary, which Renee was surprised about, despite the fact there was an empty chair next to her yeah. that hadn't been there previously. Nobody knew where the stairs were for a bit. <laughs> yeah, there was exactly. a brief moment where no one had a clue where the stairs were. No one was helping Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she is the baby face mm. here. And she was there to cheer on Nikki Cross, who picked up the win. Mm. So, the only person not in Money in the Bank did win. So you could always say that against it, but I think if Nikki Cross is getting involved on Sunday, then at least they've set up Nikki Cross and they're doing something with her, yep. which they haven't done since she was called up in December. Yeah. So thumbs up again. Always look for that positive. Plus, Dana Brooke did a dive off a ladder, and she didn't look like she was going to die doing it. No, which fills me with confidence. There for was not, there
2: wasn't much either up or along in her travel, but <laughs> it was all uh, day. It was all yeah. all the way but down. She
1: it was good. She was going so far that she nearly ended the other side of the ladder. Mm.
2: Like it was just all the yeah. way down. I like the fact that she did that, and that's when Nikki picks up the win as well. She does. <laughs> she does this crazy dive and wipes everyone out. But it's Nikki who just stands up, chucks someone in the ring, goes
1: purge. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, actually, yeah. The, my big note about this, aside from that, and pe- perhaps uh, giving credence to the Sort Magazine's review of Natalia. Totally just completely no sell to the dive. Just gets up, throws Dana into the barricade, and just starts doing moves. I'm yeah. like, come on, mate, sell mm. the move at least. Um, so yeah, so I, I think it could be interesting this Alexa Nikki stuff, but there is every chance it could go nipples north and just yeah. become yeah every Alexa Bliss story we've had previously. You can't just keep having mates. It's just- Boring. It is boring. Uh, what wasn't boring? Segway is Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro. Very, very good match. Thoroughly enjoyed oh, that this. Was, this was the highlight of the show yeah. for me. I, I so really, good. really enjoyed this. Um, and Cesaro looked awesome during this match. He had a moment where he went to do the six-one-nine. Really played it up to the crowd and was just like, "Yeah, I'll give it a go." Yeah, it was so so good. Rey was awesome. Cesaro was awesome. This is a big old thumbs up for me. There was
2: a, that. There was a, my favorite bit was the bit where. Uh, Ray does the slide out of the ring off the apron into a sunset flip to do the powerbomb. And Cesaro just catches his legs into the big swing. Yeah. Once into the barricade, like from quite short distance, like a little bump into the barricade. Yeah. But then all the way back around <laughs> into the other side of the barricade. I was like, was so oh good, my yeah.
1: God. This match was awesome. Yeah, really, was really, really, really enjoyed really this. Really Cesaro deserves way better, but giving Ray the win makes total sense. He's going for the US Championship. Absolutely, coming, yeah, Sunday. yeah.
2: But this yeah. this should this says to me, like if, you, if I was watching this and I was backstage, I'd be like, we should be doing something with Cesaro because like, <laughs> Yeah, he can just be inserted into matches. Like, obviously, he's a great base. Like, he's he's a really good person to put in matches. I'm all about that base. I'm all about that base. No, no, no treble. trouble. But yeah, it, uh, like you can just put him into places, and he'll provide someone with the ability to do what they need to do. Like he he worked perfectly with Rey Mysterio, and it looks like such a mismatch. Yeah, when you think about it, like Cesaro has been wrestling people much taller in tag matches for the last. Year and a half, two years. Like so I
1: think it's longer than that. Yeah, I think yeah. Been like for like three or four years. Yeah, exactly. Years. So
2: like he's been just doing the bar stuff, and then you put him in the ring with Rey Mysterio, and it's like
1: magic. Yeah, absolutely wicked. Really, really enjoyed this. Uh, we then got the revival, cutting a promo backstage after a recap of the Usos being knobheads And and uh, they had a funny line where they're like, uh, they're, "You know, we're shaving our back and the balls in your courts now," uh, and called them skid marks and the underpants of society, mm-hmm. which. And with the revival on this, I think the Usos are childish morons. And I want to see the revival beat them up. Yeah, I don't know why that's babyface to, to be an asshole. Like, it's, I have no yeah. idea why. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's totally It's backwards. the Braun Strowman booking, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, You can kill someone and you're still a babyface. Uh, right, well, we've got two more things to talk about. So let's quickly talk about Seth's promo before that, that he did with Not Renee Young. And they showed clips from a 2006 match from NWA No Limits of mm. Seth versus AJ. It was like the one other time they clashed. And I I loved this. I loved them using this kind of history. Very, very cool. But it does bring to mind Bruce Pritchard on his podcast. Every now and again, he's like, in 2005, 2006, we were starved for talent. And I was like, yeah, because you thought Luther Reigns was a good idea when all this amazing wrestling yeah, was yeah. happening under your own bloody nose and you just didn't want to look for it. Uh, but I thought it was cool and I thought Seth promo was good.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited for this match. Yeah. Like, and then it's going to be yeah. really good.
1: But here was... The best thing on the show. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. this Leaps. Was the best thing and the that, no, I think Cesaro Ray was the best match on the show. Yes. Lots of good stuff in this third hour because then we got the the Force Count Anywhere match afterwards. It mm. actually was a really, like, you know, back loaded With, well, I think, hour. my
2: favorite Sami Zayn entrance of the last <laughs> five years. <laughs> his his, so his good. not caring entrance his, is amazing. But when he goes up the ladder, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Uh, but anyway, amazing. we got our Firefly Funhouse segment for this week. Oh. And Russell Boats had tweeted out before Raw went on air that. Get ready because it's the, it's a darker Firefly Funhouse than we've mm-hmm. seen previously. And they were not wrong. No. Because he's got a secret. And soon he'll reveal what really he's been working on. But he needs all of his Fireflies. you just got to let him in. He said, there's still darkness in this old noggin, but I've learned to control it. Mm. And then, holy heck, is this goes dark. Yeah. All of a sudden, the Firefly Funhouse set stops being the Firefly's Funhouse set, and it's like it's the creepy dollhouse, the creepy thing. dollhouse stuff we've been seeing before we got the Firefly Funhouse. in this sort of like eight-week period that they've been doing this, and it was really creepy, really well shot, really well edited. The sound mixing was amazing as well. And then Bray reveals his brand new gimmick, in mm. his brand new attire, where he's got almost like like circus ring, pa- like uh, like circus tents, like ringmaster, ringmaster. Yeah. That's that's the word I'm after. Yeah, thank you very much. And a scary, scary mask. Because it turns out he's a big fan of Slipknot. Mm. <laughs> and he's yeah. got his braids let down. And he just looks and he just goes, Yowie, wowie. Yeah. And I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. But it's
2: awesome. It's amazing. I like, but it like starts with him just going, let me in. Yeah. And then it does twinkle, twinkle, little, little star. Yeah. And then, yeah. I
1: loved, loved, loved this. I'd this be grueled. interested to
2: see if he me- if he wrestles in the mask oh yeah or yeah, whether yeah. he takes it off when he reaches the ring and he's got like crazy face paint or something yeah. but yeah, what a visual it. it's is such cool. a
1: cool visual yeah. and because they've been saying that he's been working with Tom Savini mm. on like you know the guy who did Friday the 13th and Friday the 13th part 4 Dawn of the Dead and all this sort of like, you know a legend within the special effects industry mm-hmm and they said like he did like Mercy the Buzzard which admittedly doesn't look very good but Abby the Witch looks quite good it's quite creepy and effective this mask, if this is Tom Savini's work which I wouldn't be surprised about it's so cool Mm. it looks awesome this is a massive, massive, massive yeah. thumbs up. Cannot wait to see more of it. Well, I think Mercy the Buzzard works well as, well, like,
2: as, a, as a children's toy. I think toy. it works well in the yeah, Firefly yeah. Funhouse set. That initial reveal of it yeah. made it out to be this epic, monstrous, what's-in-the-box thing. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's naff. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> but yeah, once it was in the set, it kind of all made sense again. Yeah. But yeah, this mask and gimmick, though, I'm so into. So into it. It shouldn't work. No, no, absolutely not. It definitely shouldn't work and it still might not when yeah. it when it gets to the ring but and I, I don't know man i, even I if it's just i do you know what Bray Wyatt never wrestle again just do promos <laughs> i'll happily watch just promos
1: and i am um, i'm so hopeful this works yeah i'm so so hopeful that this works this, and i, I don't, don't want yeah. this to go tits up next week or well, in the next couple of weeks it takes yeah this is but this is like we
2: were saying earlier this is the time to get behind bray right like this is the time to finally pay off on all of this nonsense you've put him through where you're like he's a cult leader and he can't do anything and he can't beat John Cena and John Cena can beat everyone yeah but oh maggots (laughs) (laughs) like all that stuff you're scared Randy I lost yeah exactly this is the time to just have him come in and be an actual monster yeah because he's also really interesting yeah really really cool I loved this loved it loved it loved it because his first view can be with
1: himself Oh, <laughs> it can just be the guy on the funhouse thing versus that monster yeah. thing. Perfect. So yeah, I love that segment, and I very much enjoyed this episode of Raw. It flew by for the three hours, mm. which you know, it, it, I suppose it dragged during the the Becky Lacey Charlotte thing only because I thought Charlotte's promo was so bad. Yeah, and I thought the start was a bit stilted as well, and wasn't really into the Mojo match, but. I really enjoyed Ray, uh, Ray and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I really liked the women's four way. Um, falls uh, Count Anywhere. Falls Count Anywhere. Best Baron Corbin match I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I liked all the AJ Seth stuff. And yeah. I loved Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I actually thought this was the best episode of Raw we've had this year. By like a far margin, it's the best episode we've had this year. Ollie chose a good week I was to say, be. the Ill. only one that Ollie's missed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, at least he got to do his review. And uh, so I, I liked this episode. I'd have given this episode core. A four out of five rating. What say you?
2: Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. But then I don't watch it on a I don't watch Raw religiously. Yeah, so it's because I, I have been grounded Yeah, down yeah I, I dip in and dip out. So I
1: last last week I said that I've got a holiday coming up in June and mm. I was so looking forward to it. A because I want to go on holiday, but B I don't want to watch Raw anymore. Mm. And this actually made me not only excited to watch next week's Raw, but also to watch Money in the Bank. Yeah, which previously I wasn't actually that fussed on. Yeah, so. Thumbs up, WWE. Well done. You did good. Right, Randy, we have gone long on this episode, yes. so we need to get through we some, some super chats. Uh,
2: quickly, uh, Savini tweeted to say it was his mask. Oh, it was his mask. Yeah. Cool. Ah.
1: Excellent. I'm very, very glad then, because um. Tom Savini is awesome. He was the basis for the Corey Feldman character in Friday the 13th Part 4. Oh. And the Natalia fans have come out in force.
2: (laughs) Um, But uh, Bradley the Wolf says, "Would you say early 2010 WWE was slightly better than today's, when we had Punk, Cena, Miz, and Edge with full timers? Also,
1: Los Angeles or New York City?" Question mark. Well, I've not been to LA, but New York is like my favourite place I've ever been to. I
2: have been to both, and I prefer New York. I've York been to
1: also. only L.A.
2: and oh. I don't like it. So <laughs> probably <laughs> it New was York. too much. Yeah. yeah,
1: my dad said it's a, It's really bad. He said it's a bit of a hole. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a bit everything's really far away. And he said mm. it's all very smoggy. It's yeah, very yeah. gross there. Um,
2: but yeah. perhaps I should do. 2010 w- uh, we was that better than today? Um,
1: no. no I think no, they, I, had I a, they had. So. They,
2: I think they had a bit more mystique about their top tier guys. Yeah, and I think that like Edge and Punk were obviously like. Kind of really big, very over characters. So I think there was that bit of it that was probably better. But I think the rest of the roster was pretty like yeah. exactly. That's the problem with but, it. Yeah.
1: all the undercard was nothing. Yeah, like it you was had it it main was, eventers it, 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 and no it one was else. All
2: ma- yeah, the main eventers were fantastic, but yeah. everything else was just meh.
1: Yeah, I think the quality of wrestling is better as well, mm-hmm. uh, broadly. Uh, Benny Sato says rat mouse, and I don't know what that is. Mouse rat. It's my t-shirt uh, it's the band from Parks and Recreation
2: ok uh, start recording 5,000
1: the wind does Sami
2: Zayn have a chance of winning Money in the Bank now
1: no I'm still going with Andrade but man I think sammy has got a better chance than Ricochet dude it's going kind to of Raw come on <laughs> it's Money in the Bank it's going kind to of Raw uh, I think sammy has got a good chance I
2: I quite like the idea if Sammy takes it but maybe I love, just, yeah. that I think this is just me going like that would be really fun to watch but yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to go to Braun Strowman <laughs> somehow. I can never see them doing it on SmackDown just because that's an easy way to take off Kofi. Um, Shaded Bear says, "Plus, uh, you guys get all this sweet, sweet donation money."
1: Oh, thank you very much. We very much appreciate that. We appreciate every single person who watches these yes, live streams. We, we love you. Do
2: Manga Girl says, "My first super chat donation. Just wanted to say I love watching your videos and get well soon, Ollie." Thank you very much, thank Manga you. Girl.
1: What's your favorite manga? What's your favourite mango? no I said mango. Okay, what's your favourite mango you've ever had? I <laughs> want oh, the diamond du- date. The best mango the you've best ever mango, had. Yeah. Um, and what's your best? Tango what's your best flavour
2: Rubicon? It's mango. <laughs> I bought Rubicon earlier. Uh, uh, Danny, no one asked. Danny, you're... <laughs> On that topic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do the super chats. My girlfriend messaged to say Laurie's no longer her favourite because he's being mean to me, and Ollie's now her favourite. Um, but uh, Danny DeVito says I don't have anything stupid to say so here's my dollar
1: oh thank you very much Danny DeVito Uh,
2: Condite Faison says I always thought uh, Bailey storyline but in form of
1: a half heel turn like when Sting was half face half Joker (laughs) oh what the TNA era Sting Mm. where he was Joker Sting which was fine up until he Got that bird into Eric Bischoff's office. Then Eric Bischoff couldn't get out of the office because he was scared of a bird. <laughs> God, TNA was crap for a time. Oh. Jen, when, Ho- when it was Hogan Bischoff and Russo running the show. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was terrible. unwatchable. Yeah. Bad. Abyss was feuding with AJ Styles over Hulk Hogan's Hall of Fame ring. It's like bloody glee- green lantern. has been giving him a rings. Like, this gives you all the powers of Hulk Hogan. Absolute tosh, mate. <laughs> James Schmidt
2: says, "Should WWE bring back Tough Enough? But for a creative position in the company, entry could need (laughs) network (laughs)
1: subscription to ensure fans are involved." (laughs) Absolutely not. No, Mm. I mean I don't think Tough Enough should come back anyway because they don't do anything with Tough Enough winners. No. Mm. Tough Enough winners. The the problem you have there, on a more serious note, is that you get as big money contract and then you have to go to NXT where you earn like 10 times more than everyone else's hmm. and everyone else is really struggling like financially and you're there just with your sweet sweet dollar dollar bill y'all and no one likes you well that's the, I think the thing is also if you're doing creative
2: uh, tough enough it's all psychological. Tough enough. It's like, can you take a hazing from Vince every week? The
1: hour you before you're meant to put that. the show out, you spent the week. Dream on. was in tough enough. Now uh, yeah, but look how long it took him, and it took him to be able to like sort something out. Also, that's one person of the twenty-five Who seasons. Who won it last? One, was Zizi or something? It was ZZ. Yeah, and I think both of them are gone now. Yeah. <laughs> Maven. He eliminated <laughs> the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble.
2: <laughs> um, Anthony Eng says, "I'm two dollars poorer now." <laughs> <laughs> well, bless your heart. Uh, Are you richer in content? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, good one. Uh, Jay Buller says, What do you guys think about the new mojo gimmick? Also, Randy, did you change your diaper? He said this last week, and I don't know what he's talking about. You look like a baby. Ah, there you go. A big giant baby. A big, big giant, giant hairy baby. Says two balls, men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, quite Mo- often I go to work, like quite often when I see other when I see I was gonna say see other children when I see children they're staring like little babies always staring at me. I don't know if that's because they just think oh look a big one like, <laughs> that's a bigger version that's of a baby. really big baby <laughs> uh, yeah Mojo's gimmick would you think uh, I'm not into it is it it's not a gimmick it's face paint yeah I'm not into it yeah uh, the Zornis says I heard Nikki saying go to the McMahons and ask for a replacement. Uh, and then Alexa turned the words into her, in her mouth, uh, but I am not a native speaker.
1: Yeah, I think she had said something about like asking the McMahon, but I think she might have said like mm. a true friend would replace you. Mm. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, Randy
2: Michelle says uh, or Michelle possibly, uh, will you guys ever come to California? And how do you feel about Bray winning the US title and feuding with Alistair Black?
1: Ball. Can't do that because Blackson yeah, Smackdown and the US title. Wild card, a oh, wild card. I guess you're right. Yeah, he could be the wild card every week. Every week, well, at least it would be something to do. Yeah. Um, what was the first part of the question? We would we go to California? Um, yeah, if if someone booked us to go, yeah. Mm. If someone booked us to do like a live podcast, paid then, our and paid for flights and everything <laughs> like that. Can we yeah. not go
2: to LA though? Can we go to? San Francisco yeah that's nice yeah. oh, I would yeah. actually
1: would like to go to San Francisco yeah so yeah, yeah.
2: I've been it's very nice yeah it's very nice um, no no I was <laughs> asking um, him um, Jerpersonen says for you Luke uh, I've been watching I've been waiting <laughs> in the shadows for my time I've been searching I've been
1: living for tomorrows all my life in fairness that's not going to get stuck in my head because I made a joke yesterday about the Lazy Town song You Are a Pirate so that's been stuck in my uh, head now for uh, I woke up this morning going you are a pirate Dune, Dune, Lazy Town's got some Dune. great songs, though. The no, no one asked me. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. The only reason I know that song is because I um, I used to work in a toy store where we got given <laughs> one CD with twelve tracks on, mm. and that would have to last us for three months. Mm. So you would listen to that one CD, you'd do that three or four times a day, every day for three months. And it had that Lazy Town song, You Are a Pirate. And I think it had a couple of other Lazy Town tracks on it, like in the year that I worked there. I can't remember those ones, mm. but that one has just stuck to me. But imagine doing it now and it'd be Baby Shark.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You'd go, well, you'd go, you would turn into Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Burn it was, the toy shop down.
1: I, I didn't mind that you were, the Pirate Song, it's is very wacky and it's quite funny. And mm. I've, no, I've no idea what Lazy Town is. Mm. I'm 33 years old. I'm, I, know, I was like, you know, was in my 20s when, that came, when I was working in that store so I have no idea but uh, the other song they tried to like mix in like regular songs as well mm-hmm. so for Gangster's three months Paradise oh if only for three mm. months I had uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up uh, four times a day Rick for three by months straight and do you know what I liked that song going into that job mm. but I'm like I don't think I'd listen to it anymore do you mm. know what I am gonna give you up
2: <laughs> crack on Andy yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Jones says, Hello, lads. Any possibility of Nikki Cross getting involved in Money in the Bank, or you guys think it's is a one time thing
1: because of being in the UK? No, I think she's going to get involved on Sunday. I think it's the start of a Sunday. so. Yeah. yeah, they hope so. Yeah, if it's just a UK thing, then that's even later That's the worst. If it's a UK thing, she could have just come out. Yeah.
2: It, like she did last time they were in the UK. Yeah, totally. Um, Benny Sato says, Ringmaster equals Stone Cold. He was. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Vega says, "Shame on you guys for making fun of my pain," and that's about him losing Becky Lynch. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Benny Sato
1: says, "Rat Mouse" is when they played without Andy. Lol. Oh, I see. Uh, well, I prefer their other uh, nickname, or the other name they had, which was Five Skin, which I thought was a much better name. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, watch Parks and Recreation. No. I may go, and it's very good. Okay, I will. I, I'm just watching the U.S. Office, but I will do that after. Oh, Parks and Rec's well, way better. Okay, <laughs> I will. Um, that and, uh, that and the good Place are way better, but also, yeah, no one asked.
2: <laughs> Benny Sato. No, that's the, that's the last message. Sarah Pro Fitness says, "Wasn't the mix and Linda Miles (bracket) Shaniqua on Tough Enough?"
1: Uh, I think the Miz might have been on Tough Enough. Yeah, I oh yeah, Shaniqua was as well, but mm. she lasted like. A month she was with the Bashams as their dominatrix manager, then mm-hmm. she left. And definitely was, yeah. Yeah, it uh, was. And uh, John Morrison mm. and Ryback. Mm. My
2: the favorite. big guy. Uh, <laughs> Benny Sato, <laughs> the last guy. message is from him saying San Francisco is trash, Andy Merch is not.
1: Well, San Fran. You've mixed, mixed some things up there. <laughs> yeah, San Franny and You've got yourself all muddled. Go after... Who was that? Was it Benny? The, Benny that? Sato. Go after Benny Sato, apparently. He doesn't like your town. He thinks your hometown sucks. Mm. It's like a modern-day Elias. What did you do over the weekend?
2: Uh, so what, what did I do over the weekend? Oh, so on Saturday, I went to see my family mm-hmm. um, for the most of the day, and then I went
1: to see Detective Pikachu. <gasps> oh, we're going to go see it tomorrow. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
2: Uh load of tosh, isn't it? Uh, A <laughs> is load really? of tosh, but with smatterings of Pokemon. So oh, okay. it's kind I mean, it's what you would imagine the film to be. The plot makes little to no sense. Uh, but it's very enjoyable to watch Pokemon on the big screen. Mm. And Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu is really funny and brilliant. Um, kind of makes me wish they'd cast Danny DeVito, though. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and if you've seen the film, you'll know why. Because okay. some of the final scenes would have been much better had it been Danny DeVito. Um but yeah, I yeah, I really really liked it. Yeah, okay. But I know that I'm a I'm a Pokémon mark. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very much the target audience but 20 years too old to be the target audience. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, you totally, know yeah, yeah. yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was there to see Pokémon on the big screen and I got that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same feelings I would have had for the uh, 2019 Sonic the Hedgehog movie had it been released in 1995. And I'd have watched it yeah. as a child at like peak Sonic fandom, yes. where I'd have been like, that's the best film I've ever what seen in What is my this life. hideous
2: monster?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best film I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah. It, it, I know it's it's like, uh, I, I had the same thing about the Flintstones, because I was a big fan of the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. I was like, live action movie is awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. It's brilliant. Look at it. It's the Flintstones on yeah. screen. Uh, the same thing with the Street Fighter movie. I don't know if you're cut out to be a reviewer, Luke, <laughs> frankly. Uh, <laughs> you haven't got the chops for it. But well, I wasn't crit- sure. The critical eye. Um, yeah. And I think now I look back at the Flintstones movie and be like, this is a remark. It's remarkable this even made it to the big screen. Mm. It had like 30 different writers on it. It's just, it's incredible its coherence, if anything. Um, it's not that great, though. Yeah, the t-
2: Detective Pikachu is just like, so much of it is just nonsense technology or people just going off crazy hunches and being like he must be alive because of this and it's like okay well fine let's just go with and, it and yeah and like the the gaping plot hole at the end uh, which I'm not going to spoil because you're seeing it tomorrow but there's a gaping plot hole at the end we shall just discuss like, on the Thursday podcast cannot believe that that is a thing
1: Uh, there's going to be a busy couple of weeks at the cinema now. We can tell that we're getting into blockbuster season Mm. because I'm going to see Detective Pikachu tomorrow. Next week, John Wick Chapter 3. I think John Wick Chapter 3 is out now so yes. I wanted to go see that Aladdin's out that. next week although bloody how did you watch, did you see that IGN clip they released of them doing Prince, Prince Ali
2: good
1: crikey I, I, put someone, some effort in someone tweeted the perfect way to describe it it was like in the animated version they was like what if we took Robin Williams and just got him to be at his comedic best and really accentuate everything that's great about Robin Williams doing voiceover work and then this modern day one is just like <coughs> what if Will Smith Smith fell asleep standing up <laughs> Yeah, because he it, it's a
2: sleepy old performance but it also it's the sort of thing where like if you were watching that come into your town you'd be like oh this is rubbish oh, it's God, like yeah. it's disney they know how to do a parade like yeah.
1: they do a parade every, <laughs> they practice every day at disney world it is quite shocking in how lazy it looks yeah I'm, so I'm a bit concerned no, about like, that. I, I get the,
2: and I also get the idea that it's like live action, so they're probably not going to go like ham on the magic, you know. But like,
1: it's a, boom, bit of money, it's a genie. something, yeah, <laughs> It's like, about a magic lamp. he has got a magic carpet. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like <laughs> it's got a monkey friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, he's he's an elephant,
2: elephant in this, but in this scene. Oh, of course, he is. In this specific this scene, you're absolutely right. But yeah, yeah, like, do something fantastical with it. Don't make it like at least Beauty and the Beast doing be our guest did it really lavishly and like was like living up to sort of that cartoon vibe of like it's it's kind of crazy and we can kinda do what we want because it's not real people. Here, yeah, you have to use real actors to be the dancers and stuff. But there's crazy stuff you can do. Like, why can't he summon more people up and
1: And do all this like weird it's the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I like know. it's not like he's not musically talented. Yeah, he had a very successful music career. Yeah, this should be second bloody, literally second nature. Yeah, but to he's him. waiting
2: to do the song that's just called Aladdin, and it's a rap about <laughs> Aladdin. He just wants to do the title track of films. Uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Aladdin.
1: Aladdin. <laughs> Party in
2: the city when the heat is
1: on. Aladdin in the streets <laughs> of the break of dawn. Um, yeah, and then you've got Rocketman. Uh, Rocket Man. I think is the it's the week after that. Um, it's also, oh, there's something else as well. That was Godzilla, King of the Monsters oh, yeah, at yeah. the end of the that month. That looks fun. So we're in for a busy, busy few weeks. Lion mm. King, I think is out, that's July, I think, or is it? All? Yeah, July. Is it really? Yeah, and in July, you've also got um, Spider-Man and that uh, X-Men movie that, People seem to keep forgetting is coming out, but yeah, yeah, oh, it, because... it's coming. It's there coming. It was another
2: trailer yesterday, yeah, and exactly. it still had the it's I <laughs> don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. Line in. Brilliant,
1: right? So anyway, we are going to go get ourselves prepped for this live stream, but quickly, Andy, in as few words as possible, how was your weekend? Uh, I saw Endgame on Friday, which was good. I played cricket, and then I watched football. I will actually just quickly on the Endgame thing. Mm. You've not seen Infinity War or the majority of the other Marvel movies. Mm. How did you find Endgame? Did uh, you at least follow it? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I watched
2: a forty-five minute recap of Marvel prior to going to watch it. Yeah, there's a ten-minute version on Screenstalker. I know, but I thought that well, maybe maybe it wasn't going to be long enough because <laughs> I really haven't watched that many of them. Uh, I liked it. It was enjoyable. It had great moments. Um and so yeah, I thought it was thought it was fine.
1: Fine. It was fine. Yeah. Ostensibly fine. <laughs> I was not the offended. highest
2: grossing film of all time. It's not fine. quite
1: there yet, is it? I don't think. Let me have a quick check it is. of that. It was uh I know it had passed Titanic. Um this is exactly what people wanted to tune into this for. I know we wanted it to. It was out the, of the here, best
2: but... m- superhero film I've seen. Okay. I mean that's yeah. Uh, you could was. be damning oh, with faint praise actually I do really like Dark Knight Dark Knight is very good uh, it's uh, 300
1: million off being the biggest of all titles oh. 300 million behind Avatar but it's like uh, you know it's in its third week of release so yeah, I so think it will probably I think it's be
2: going to be Avatar yeah. yeah until Avatar 2 in 2020 whatever it is
1: 2020 I think they pushed it back to yeah God, could possibly I love the fact that they booked in point. to do
2: five more like yeah. they were like no, 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 no. It's taken us however many years to do Avatar 2. We're going to do 3, 4, and, and 5, five yeah. as well. It
1: took us 11 years uh, to get to this point. You, Let's are do another one. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a different film, James <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> you liked it, but I think you're the only person who still cares. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got time for on this wrestling podcast where we talk mostly about movies and being drunk. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. Maybe I Davis will be fine. Maybe he won't. Maybe you're going to get a whole week of Laurie and I doing uh, mm. podcast reviews. I might be ill tomorrow. By that, <laughs> at this rate, I might be ill. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.